0: Is an indictment on the system that the the men are this good and the women are down here they have to be investing and they are investing resources and money in it but it's got to be smart as well they've got to be seeing this
1: as as a major major issue subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB sports app now
2: the football kickoff with sky watch every single live
0: premier league game on sky sports bt sport and premier sports all right, you're very welcome on to this week's episode of the football kickoff with Sky, all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com/slash forward Off the Ball, and you have to be signed in to uh, leave a comment for us. But do leave your comments; we'll get to them a little bit later on. Delighted to welcome Keith Tracy and Phil League into the studio. Uh, you're both very welcome. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Um, it does strike me so. Man Manu- City versus Liverpool is the first game that kicks off this weekend at half past twelve on BT Sport. There's a real the Premier League are like, no, 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 no. International football not important. Let's put. Man City against Liverpool. They've started to do this, putting absolutely massive fixtures,
1: just to remind everybody, this is this is where it's at, lads. I'm fairly sure they'll get they'll get the numbers, won't they, for even though it's half twelve. And we're just, just talking off air, it's like half twelve. I think fans maybe don't really like it too much when it's an early kickoff, but from a playing point of view, it makes no difference whatsoever. But meltwater and game, isn't it, to get us going?
0: I have a vague memory of Liverpool hammering somebody. In a game that they shouldn't have, when they were just rising under Brendan Rodgers, when they were kind of announcing themselves, this why I scored a first half hat trick against somebody in a half twelve kickoff that kind of announced them as title contenders. Are you
2: thinking of the Arsenal game when they beat Arsenal five nil at Anfield? Oh,
0: was that a half twelve?
2: It was. A, that was a half twelve game. Yeah,
0: and like it was shocking. And I always was like, oh, there's something about these half
2: half twelve kickoffs. There's always something a bit weird.
0: But you're yeah. saying there's not.
1: No. That's just it, for players. They probably prefer them because you're thinking, I'll get in and I'll get out. I'll be finished. I'll go home to my family, nice and early. And I, you're not having like boiled chicken
0: and raw pasta, Rob. Uh, as in no sauce pasta
1: uh, at like eight o'clock in the morning. Gone. Yeah, but. Uh, that would, that would, I could eat antler any time now I could wake up in the morning and have a boiled chicken breast a bit of pasta some scrambled egg it really wouldn't bother me it's right yeah it makes no difference because to me. that's how it has been as a professional all your life yeah well especially in the championship you get thrown around to so many games coming ticking fast some of them are in the mornings and you're travelling and yeah you just it's it really makes no difference to players you're up a little bit earlier the game comes ticking fast and yeah it makes absolutely no difference and is the warm up scientific enough now that you are as prepared and ready to go at half past
0: twelve as you would have been if it was three o'clock, as you would be if it was a half seven or an eight o'clock kickoff.
1: Yeah, I think it's, look, it doesn't just creep up on you on the Friday. Lads, we're kicking off at half twelve tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? You know. <laughs> Trying to get up
0: earlier every day uh, that you, week.
1: You know in advance it's coming and mentally you're starting to get yourself ready and you start to visualise things. And you're well you're well ready for it before it comes. Like I say, it doesn't just get thrown in it. Uh, one of the things, uh, we were just chatting about this off air as well, is that um,
0: there was like, a period in the noughties where everybody started taking caffeine tablets and then they would report afterwards that funnily enough they couldn't sleep. Do you know, you take a lot of caffeine for a game, you
1: get very high and you're lying there wired at three o'clock in the morning. Were you guys on the caffeine? We were on, uh, yeah, we were on caffeine, but they weren't tablets, they were called like pro slams, they used to come in like a little test tube, and they were red and green, and you know, all, all the natural colours that you like. Exactly, yeah, what but was in them? I've <laughs> no idea, they w- I would literally say, I'm feeling a bit low on energy, Mark Howard would run away, and he'd come back with one of these test tubes, I'd neck it, he'd slap me on the arse, and I'd go out and warm up, and right. my face would start to tingle, that's the only thing I remember, I'd drink it, and my face would tingle, and...
2: This yeah, still, still, very
1: rarely completed the
2: 90 <laughs> minutes. So he weren't that good. What happened? To wine gums. Wine gums were always uh, uh, there.
1: Wine th- gums, wine gums, jelly babies, Jaffa cakes, uh, everything. But I was told to stay away from the Lucas Eight Sport. They didn't like it uh, on the Lucas Eight Sport for some reason. Because you crash. It's like a yeah. I think it's you come up and you come straight down rather than you know a, an ascended thing. John so. Barnes told us to have that.
2: Remember, he's isotonic. That. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That was a good ad. In fairness, Uh,
0: right? Let's get into it. Five games we're going to talk about: Manchester City versus Liverpool, Arsenal versus Leeds, Chelsea versus Aston Villa. City Liverpool is on BT Sport at half twelve. Premier Sports kick off at three o'clock. As Arsenal leads Chelsea versus Villa is half 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 five on Sky Sports on Sunday. It's Newcastle versus Manchester United, which kicks off at half past four on Sky Sports. We'll have live comms for that game for you on Sunday on off the ball as well. And then on Monday night it's Everton versus Spurs at eight o'clock, also on Sky Sports. Let's start with Man City and Liverpool. did the, the, the wages of the Man City players get leaked this week? Was that a, is that an important thing to the dressing room where everybody's like, oh, you're getting paid that much, are you? Does that matter?
1: It can create problems, yeah, if there's a big, big gap. But like I say, I I didn't know any of this. I'm, I'm not on social media, so I tried to steer clear to this sort of stuff. But yeah, the, the Do, Manchester City players... When you were when you were at a club, did you know how much everybody else was getting paid? I knew what my friends were on. Right. And I would say friends, the people that I was closest to in the dressing room. Because they would tell you. Or... Uh, or you just see it Yeah well when it leave their place like Casually lying around In the front of the car When they're bringing it no, home No it wouldn't be anything like that It would be banter things And look, like if my contract Was coming up Or somebody else's contract Was coming up You might say to your mate Listen what are you getting Just so you right. know What you're in and about But yeah you, you might know your one or two mates But you wouldn't know uh, Everybody's Did you have an agent The whole time Yeah when I was in England yeah. Right and so The agent obviously knows How much everybody's getting
0: paid Right because they, they must be All telling each other to check
1: yeah, the agents do, but you know, agents are slippery customers at the best of times. So you need—they're so not necessarily telling you either what exactly. Yeah, they could be saying, "Give key ten, give us five, and we'll balance out fifteen grand a yeah. week." So you just need to make sure that you know you, you cover your bases as well. Well, I did that anyway. I always asked my mates, ask Ross Wallace and Dean Marney what they were earning, and didn't quite get what they were earning, but it was close enough. Well, yeah, and that—that's why it's interesting. Where like, if
0: you're at a super club like Man City. The difference between, you know, I get well paid at
1: two hundred and fifty grand, but you're getting really well paid at three hundred and fifty grand, it's quite a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's five million a year? Yeah, but like, who's going if you Pep has a ready made answer. If you knock on the door and, and Halland's on, on, you know, half a million half a million a week or whatever and you're saying, Oh, you want to be up to that, You goes, well, score as many goals as him and then you can be on that much. Yeah. I imagine it's reflected in, you know, the quality of the player and it's not, you know, just Roger on half a million a week. I don't think it's it's as as black and white as that, but yeah, I'd say it's all individual. And look, it I, I can cause problems, but because I, I, everybody's well paid, aren't you? That's the thing. We were talking about uh,
0: Rashford during the week and his new contract. and He comes out and denies that he's asking for half a million a week. And when you think about it, right? Like when you think about the economics of football, Marcus Rashford at twenty five getting paid half a million a week is not ludicrous compared to some of the other deals that are out there. So if you're his agent, you are asking for that. You should be asking
1: for that. Yeah, of course. And you look around, Like I, I'm not saying Rashford and Mbappe are, are cut from the same cloth. They're two very, very good players. But that's if Mbappe earning reportedly up close to a million a week, your agent is going to be saying, well, Marcus Rashford is not far behind him. How about half a million a week? And yeah, when you go in with them sort of deals, it, it's hard for it you know the, the hierarchy at Manchester United say well we're not paying that well, because you can probably get it somewhere else Exactly and also the track record at Manchester United is that they do pay massive amounts to players
0: like Pogba was on a big deal we know Alexis Sanchez was on a massive deal we know De Gea is potentially was the best paid goalkeeper in the world for a long period of time um, does that stuff unsettle so say Sanchez is the best paid player and not playing well does that unsettle the dressing room
1: it can because sometimes you're thinking you need players in the door and you, you know it will start coming out in the media oh, you are you need one or two more players and then it will say oh, well the finances are tied up and you know he's earning so much a week and he's not even in the team so you can start to it can start to leak into the dressing room that way you can start to i wouldn't say resent because players don't they, it doesn't get that personal between players but it can cause friction it's not something you want coming out in the, in the media but like i say it's not like you know, the Man City first-team player is earning buttons and the other fell is earning half a million a week. Everybody's very well paid so yeah. I can imagine they'll all just get over it. Yeah, okay. Manchester City against Liverpool. Phil, what do you think?
2: Well, I didn't think there'd be 19 points between Manchester City and Liverpool by the time this game came around and I would imagine that the people that scheduled the game felt the same about it.
0: Or that City wouldn't even be top.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And eight points off top spot. But, yeah, it's such a... An important seven days for Liverpool where they play City, Chelsea and Arsenal, and and sorry, over the space of eight days and that defines their season and I don't know how confident you would be as a Liverpool fan that they're going to pick up even six out of nine points in in those ones. In terms of City, because Arsenal keep winning, City are under pressure to, to keep winning as well but It does. The fact that it's the first game of the weekend that does give City a chance. Just I know Arsenal are playing at three o'clock, but they'll be well aware of what happens. If City go out and beat Liverpool, puts just a little bit more pressure on Arsenal at three o'clock tomorrow when they play Leeds. What do you expect to happen though? I expect City to win. I think Liverpool. We've been talking about half twelve kickoffs. Haven't won one yet this season. Obviously, their last league game was that 1-0 defeat away to Brentford, or sorry, to Bournemouth. They've obviously lost away to Brentford. They've lost away to too many teams this season. They've only won three games away from home in the league this season. So their away form hasn't been good. I know they've beaten City already this season at Anfield, but you just think that City, even if Haaland is playing or if he's not playing, that they just have so much of the ball and they'll be able to get in behind that Liverpool defence, which uh, contains Virgil van Dijk, who got absolutely hammered by a few Dutch. Legends after the performance against France Van Basten and Hullitz sticking the boot into him. And Van Dijk just came out afterwards and said, I'm shattered, I'm not a robot. So that would suggest, uh, like a lot of Liverpool players, that the last season has caught up with them. And even one of the injuries they have, an 18 year old in Bajicic the fact that that's seen as a big blow for them yeah. just kind of tells you where they are he was supposed to be a bonus for them this season if he played yeah. significant
0: minutes then it was because he was doing great but now he becomes a mainstay of the team and suddenly it's like well,
2: we are paper yeah. thin Like Liverpool have enough in them that they could cause City problems but I don't think they could do it for the whole 90 minutes so they'll have chances in the game whether they put them away can Liverpool keep a clean sheet I don't think so
1: that all sounds logical yeah, look, I, I do fancy City. Um, I have at the stat here that um, Manchester City have only lost once in the last fifty-one games when they score first, So that puts an awful lot of importance on the first goal. And you imagine Haaland will start. I imagine that uh, Pep Guardiola spoke to the Norwegian FA and said he's injured. But I've had it myself where you get sent over, you give them a scan, you fly back, and you know yourself I'm going to be ready for the for the big game coming. And it shouldn't be like that. You know your country should come first. But it, look. Uh, when their club pays your wages they generally pull the string so I, I, I expect talent to start a big plus for Manchester City as well was Pep Guardiola he does this thing where even if it, Kevin De Bruyne whoever it is if they're not playing well he takes them out slaps them on the wrist and he'll sort of he would say in the media he hasn't reached the levels that I expect of him De Bruyne scored a goal for Belgium set up two as well in the international break so he looks like he's coming back to form as well and look 19 goals in the last five games five clean sheets and people are still saying, City haven't been great. They're and starting to crank it up, though. Like, we can like we can
0: pinpoint a, Oh, OK, that's where that started and we're in the middle of it now.
2: Yeah, and now, like, obviously, the fact that we're back tomorrow means that like, this is it now, between now and the end of the season. This is like this is squeaky bone time. Is there is there any case that
0: this is the day to get them, where they're just back and they haven't had ages to build up, notwithstanding the fact that a lot of them have gone away and played quite well, uh, that actually... If there is going to be any blip, it's going to come now or never.
2: Um, no, I get that. and I think other teams might be able to take advantage, but I feel Liverpool sometimes underclop when there's been a, a break in play, or even sometimes when they go away on training camps and they come back, they never hit the ground running. So I don't think Liverpool will be able to take advantage. Now, <clears throat> I know looks like Nunes will be all right. Diaz is back. He's not going to start as he, he might have a cameo off the bench, but again, it's just that it's in midfield where City are so strong they'll have control. That I just think they'll be they'll be too strong for for Liverpool, and it's a case of Liverpool will then be depending on results to go their way over the weekend, and then they will have to regroup for the game against Chelsea on Tuesday, and then they've Arsenal. Of those three games, I'd actually fancy Liverpool to win the Arsenal game. I. Of the the city Chelsea and because it's at Anfield, okay, and their home form has been way better. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so pronounced the difference.
0: All right, let's move on to the Arsenal then at three o'clock. Uh, how much does it matter what the result is beforehand? How do they make sure that it doesn't matter that much, Keith? How do you make sure that like exterior influences? don't change your approach to the game and that you're not suddenly trying to protect a lead of points. You're actually just going to try and smash leads. Keep that going. We're champions elect. We should be here. We're all brilliant. What, What do you do? How do you pitch that psychologically?
1: It's difficult, it really is. And the best thing that can happen for Arsenal is that Manchester City go and go and win their game because then it's black and white just go and win the game. City have won, you need to go and win. If City get a, a draw or maybe even a loss against Liverpool, that's when the Arsenal players might just... Because they will see it, they will see it on their phones, they'll see it on social media, it will be around the ground. They'll feel it in the air and that's when it could just creep in. They might be thinking, oh well... City haven't got and today. We can just take our take our foot off the gas ever so slightly. And Leeds have attacking players to hurt you. They really do. They can hurt you. But defensively, Leeds are very, very shaky. So I, I expect Arsenal to be able to go and get the win. Gabriel Jesus coming back to fitness is a big, big plus for them. And again, another another great stat that I uncovered. This Arsenal side has won 22 Premier League games already. That's more than the Invincibles won at this time when they won the league in uh, 2003, 2004. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, points totals were much much lower in those days none of the kind of record breaking point totals that we've seen in recent seasons um, I don't know I don't know what that says maybe they weren't as good as we thought they were maybe the rest of the everybody has actually not got a. I don't know I don't really know how to read those
2: difference in point totals They were a good team <laughs> They were a good team <laughs> They were very good and this Arsenal team have shown that they've been excellent this season this is to win seven in a row in the league which is quite the bounce back from the defeat to Manchester City which around that time as well they'd been beaten by Everton they dropped points against Brentford but those two games that really stand out are the the Bournemouth game the Villa game where they had to come from behind and they did it now at the time I remember thinking they were big are you cashing in your chips for those comebacks a bit too early but
0: it turned out it wasn't yeah it was like
2: like just the way they took Palace apart I don't know if they'll do the exact same to Leeds Leeds are fighting for their lives and I think Leeds have other games where they'd be thinking it's more realistic that we pick up points but when you're down at the bottom you can't really pick and choose what games you turn on and offer and they I was going to say I thought they were a bit more solid under Grazia but then the Wolves game was just a crazy game. Maybe it's just what happens when Wolves and Leeds meet at Molyneux. The fact that they were 3-0 up, cruising, and then it goes 3-2. Players sent off and um, you know they, they see it out. But things have definitely improved since Garcia's got in. Tyler Adams out is a, a big blow. I think he's been excellent for them. But like Keith said, they do have players on the break that could do a bit of damage to Arsenal, who obviously Saliba is has been out the, the last couple of games and Rob Holding just saying William Saliba so I'm not sure the exact um, So it's um, not a gimme? Uh, I I would say I would be I think it would be a gimme Okay, I would, I would put down it as a gimme Okay yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but these are the ones that Arsenal fans will know these are the ones that you really really worry about Arsenal when they're expected to go and wipe teams away and just, just bat them off if Leeds stick around they can make it very 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 etchy for Arsenal but look even I watched Saka during the week against Ukraine and his goal was absolutely outstanding to be able to see such a young lad do it at Arsenal is, is one thing where he's comfortable he's familiar with the players the manager has an awful lot of faith in him but to go away with the national team in the European qualifier and the goal against he, scar- he scored against Ukraine when he just caressed it into the top corner was brilliant 10 goals and 10 assists already I I expect Arsenal to win but I would be I would have to keep an eye on it because like I said I wouldn't be 100% sure just yet
0: Yeah so 3 o'clock kickoff on Premier Sports Arsenal versus Leeds the next game we're going to talk about is Chelsea against Aston Villa um, Chelsea's form was rebounding they're obviously not finished as a, a team just yet they're not like where they need to be
2: and this is a tricky fixture for them because Villa under Unai Emery have been decent Yeah well it's they're both level on points and I think that Dortmund win was so big for Potter, but it's just still a few bad results and things turn quickly. So I mentioned that they play Liverpool on Tuesday. So say they drop points against Villa tomorrow and then they drop points against Liverpool. They play Wolves next weekend and then you're going into that Champions League game against Real Madrid. Now, at least with the Real Madrid tie to come, whoever he plays, they're all playing for their places. They all want to play in that in that tie I
0: think as well being drawn against Real Madrid it's not a free shot because you're Chelsea in the Champions League and you spent a gazillion but it's a bit of a free shot as free shots go it's the closest oh, we to we expect us. Chelsea yeah. to win exactly yeah, yeah, they're so going to be underdogs absolutely yeah Yeah,
1: they will be underdogs I, I, you just don't know what you're getting with this Chelsea team they, like we say they, they went and beat Leeds beat Dortmund beat Leicester and then you're thinking alright Graham Potter's going to catch a bit of fire here we go and then they draw it against everything and Defensively, they're they good. They're very, very good. I think they their their numbers are. Uh the goals they can see is actually quite good but in terms of scoring goals it's like a goal a game which is not good enough at Chelsea especially if you want to be up at the top of the league they, they've a, an injury list as long as, me, as long as me arm but the one that really stands out for me and he's only injured a month or so is, is Thiago Silva he was the real standard setter there he was the one who got the younger lads the likes of Reese James even Chidwell a left back he was getting them all he bossed them all around and losing that voice losing somebody who can read the game like that is a big big thing for Chelsea and I don't see... Look, I, I, they're 10th now. I think they'll be 10th there or thereabouts at the end of the season. So I don't you think.
0: don't feel like we're in the middle of a Chelsea run here where Potter nails down the fact that he's going to be the manager next season and everything's grand? Do you still think that there's going to be questions at the end of this?
1: Yeah, I think more questions will come. I What I hope happens is that Chelsea just let him get to the end of the season and really give him a good go at it next season with get Joe Felix into the building on, on a permanent contract. He looks like a great player. Again, he's not somebody who will hit the hit the back of the net 20 times a season, but he's a very good player if Potter can go out and get a, a goal scorer, a goal scorer and midfielder as well, then I think next season Chelsea could be very, very good on the Potter. But this season, I think it'll just it'll just dwindle out into where, where they are now. What about the job Unai Emery's doing? Have
0: you been impressed, not impressed? What have you made so far?
2: Well, it didn't take us long to realise that Steven Gerrard or filler just wasn't meant to be. And Unai Emery has come in, he's, you know, again he's a, he's quite he'd be quite clever i'd say in in the summer with his recruitment and um th- yeah they they're quite hard to beat um so i think you know he's done a, a pretty good job like it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit they've had a few blips here and there but gen- generally when you watch them they're competitive in games regardless of who they're playing so i think um i would be confident enough that they can go to Stamford Bridge and put in a performance and get something out of the game. But he you know, he he came in and it was just a case of just get them winning again. There's no talk about relegation, they have thirty eight points and then, you know, next season is when we'll really judge him. They're talking about like trying to qualify
0: for Europe if you in the press conferences. I do love a made up league table. It's one of my favourite things. I remember one year Leeds had the most points in the calendar year under David O'Leary. It was like you don't get a trophy for that, lads. There oh, is no um, trophy. Solskjaer took over United uh, exactly. Well, since since Unai Emery has come to the Premier League, yeah. do you know what position Aston Villa are in the Unai Emery table? They're fifth. I mean, it's not. not it's uh, you're, we're all a bit shocked, right? Yeah, I, I Arsenal, knew they were City, doing City, well. United, Liverpool, and then Villa on fifth, uh, two points clear of Brighton in sixth.
1: Yeah, like Phil says, that they are getting They're a very hard team to beat now. All of a sudden, and I like what Unai Una Emery did at Arsenal. I think what he did he, he was decent and he showed he was a good coach and then you think he's coming back in and again everybody expected him to ease away from the relegation worries it's easier said than done but Unai Emery has done that they put the relegations worries behind them there's still 10 games to go so he's doing a good job he's doing a very good job and with the connections he has all over Europe I can see him bringing some decent players yeah. into Villa centre halves
2: is what they need and I know they put it all in last summer and then they've got injuries so they were back to square one but yeah if they can get a a, a more solid defence one thing when he was Arsenal manager there was times in games where they were ahead and you thought you know they're in the ascendancy here but he sometimes tried to shut up shop and they got caught out there but and I like Villa are a massive club but at the time the, the pressure cooker that Arsenal were it just, you know, it didn't suit. It kind of ran out of time.
0: Yeah, and I think maybe this bringing a team up to a standard that they haven't been to is going to be a difference proposition for him and hopefully one that he's, he's better equipped to deal with um, so yeah fifth in a made up table over an imaginary period of time is the life of an Aston Villa fan these days and we're bloody happy about it i am going to tell you Ollie Watkins we're, has been key to that right? happy. he's been excellent he's yeah. been really excellent and his return to form Louise's return to form they were even getting something out of Coutinho before the injury uh, Tyrone Mings looks like a footballer again I mean that's all the signs of an adult in the room giving people confidence telling them that it's going to be okay you know not trying to ping one in and training it from 50 yards himself Anyway, uh, this is the football kickoff with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to take a quick break and we're back talking Newcastle United and Newcastle versus Man United and uh, Everton Spurs.
2: The football kickoff with Sky. Watch every
0: single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier
1: Sports.
2: The football kickoff with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League
0: game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Right, two more fixtures for us to talk about. Newcastle versus Manchester United kicks off at half past four on Sunday afternoon, and Everton against Spurs is at eight o'clock. We've got Philigan and Keith Tracy with us in studio. Uh, Newcastle versus Manchester United is an interesting fixture because we get to really see if Newcastle's recent uptick in form wasn't just short term if they can actually do something at home against Manchester United that's a sign that they're going to be properly in the midst of the battle for fourth
1: yeah well they're definitely in the battle for fourth already Um, they seemed yeah like you said like they got their two wins on the bounce just before the break a win puts them level on points with United and look if it was in Old Trafford I would expect United to win the game the fact that it's in St. James is, I'm leaning a little bit towards Newcastle their defence is, is very very strong we all know United Manchester United's attacking prowess how good they are especially Rashford but I think if you take Rashford Rashford has 14 Premier League goals the next one there is Bruno Fernandes with 5 so he needs a bit of help, uh, Rashford. How good he's been. If you can get the likes of Sancho, uh, Fernandez, Anthony, Garnacho getting up to in and like double figures, I think United are going to be a real, real force. But to go back to Newcastle, yeah, I, th- I think St James is going to be bouncing, huge incentive for them. It's, it's good now they've got the cup final out of the way the cup final was a big big distraction for them they, they had a little blip as well so I expect them to uh, it'll be a, the battle I, I'm looking forward to see is the, uh, the Brazilians in the middle of the pitch obviously Fred and Casemiro up against Joe Linton and uh, Bruno Gamares I think it will be a great battle and look I think Newcastle oh you know went after what happened in the final as well so yeah I, uh, surprisingly enough I actually expect Newcastle to win OK right what do you think Phil? Well
2: Casemiro can't play he's suspended and that's like you've got got the four game ban so this is going to be an issue for United and you know if they lose this Newcastle go ahead of them I know we have like Spurs are playing on Monday United could be down in fifth place by Monday night and you know like Casemiro going to be out for a few more games a few players looking a bit leggy because they've had like their schedule has been relentless and the international break probably came at a good time for United I know players went away and played but United were in a they were at a stage where they were playing every three days. Rashford obviously didn't go and play. He went to New York and had a good time. Well, if he comes back and starts scoring, they, they don't care. And But it goes back to what I said about Van Dijk. Like the players aren't robots. Like, so Rashford there's certain games where I thought he would have got taken out of the starting 11 because he's played that much. But they kind of needed him, but, don't yeah, they? He's yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. been, like, he has been their, their main man this season. So uh, it's massive. I wonder, McTominay had a great international break, scoring two goals against Cyprus and then two against Spain. And he's actually quite a good finisher because he would have played up front yeah. as, a, as a youth. But where do you play him? I, I wonder, could you play him in the Vecors role? Because I watched a bit of the Netherlands against Gibraltar, where 50 shots? Is that real? Was that, was that a real stat? Four, I think 49 attempts on goal they had. Right. Um, since Opta came in and did how many touches you have in the opposition box, nobody's had more than the Dutch had the other night. But Veghorst, honestly, they could have been out there for another 90 minutes and he couldn't score. He just... He gets himself into the position, but he just can't... He, you know, he, I just think he's so out of his depth at Manchester United, so I wonder... McTominay Also, there has been a lot of talk about Newcastle trying to sign McTominay. I don't personally understand that. I don't. I don't
0: think he's the type of player that they need. If they're going to add players, he's just an extra body that isn't going to improve
2: what they already have. Well, I mean, he could improve squad depth as well. He has to build a squad, and that's probably what's happened. In Newcastle as well, where they play quite a, an intense game and. They looked a bit leggy, and obviously the the fallout from the cup final. Eddie Howe said, "You know, it was all built up towards this." And but those two wins, the, the Wolves one, but more importantly the Forest one. That you know to to win it, like City Ground is quite a a tough place to go. As bad as Forest have been at times this season, their home forms were really good. So it just felt like a really big win. And we were talking about the half 12 game, half four on a Sunday, St. James's Park is going to be absolutely hopping and they'll fancy their chances. And they know if they win, they go ahead of United and like Newcastle. My kind of feeling towards Newcastle was if they were going to fall off, it's not from losing games. They just draw too many games. If Ezek
0: starts scoring at the rate that he's been scoring at just yeah. recently, and he, he looked really good in those games as well, like, he looked dangerous when he was getting the ball, he was in dangerous positions, you really have to account for him, you have to be totally aware. And Almiron had kind of come off the amazing form he was at when, at the start of the season when it was absolutely sensational, but he seems to have picked it back up again as well, which I guess are all signs of good management as well, where not everybody's gelling at the same time, but after a period, they come back to the form that they were capable of being in.
1: Yeah, it, that's what Eddie Howe is good at that. He, he will keep the lads going. He knows they've come off the boil. But I was a little bit surprised when he said it about the cup final being a distraction. I thought he would have kept that in house and just sort of told the lads, you know, you need to be a little bit more professional look at the big picture. But to come out and say that, I thought it was good. And yeah, with Almiron getting his goal again against Wolves, it seems they've got back on board. And yet, yeah, there's an awful lot to like about this Newcastle team. But there seems to be an expectance that they're they're a top four team now already with the fans and I keep saying to them that you're doing brilliant you're overachieving at the minute you're probably two or three players away from being able to say we we deserve to be at the top table at the minute and yeah I, I, I see them maybe finishing in around six just because I, I think a couple of teams are just gonna hit the hit the sprint button and just go past them and like I say, they're probably two or three players just away from being a real force in this league. But all positives all positives this season. I don't think any Newcastle fan can, can look at the season and think I'm not happy with what I'm seeing or what we the points total we've got. So all positives there.
0: Are you sure that the owners aren't going to pull the trigger on Eddie Howe if he finishes outside
1: the top four? That they'll be like, "Oh, you were close, but not close enough. We gave you your we gave you your chance. Away you go." Well, if they do, I'm, Eddie Howe should just go in and say, "Listen, he was in a relegation battle when I took over, and now he's a attacking me because we Have didn't see the Eddie Howe the table.
2: <laughs> the Eddie Howe table. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and look, that's I'll coming say. from me. So look." Uh, Eddie Howe's done an absolutely great job and for me to be saying you know he should stay in it is a big team because we didn't see eye to eye when we, when we were manager and player but I think he's been outstanding and if he was to finish sixth and somehow get sacked from Newcastle I think that's mental. There'd be a queue of clubs trying to trying to get him uh, back. But I, I just
0: do think that sometimes the owners of these clubs aren't necessarily thinking long term or strategic, or they're like, "Shining new thing. I get to go and be a boss. I'm going to fire you. Yeah. And so it, they get people,
2: excited. Like they just think, well, if Eddie Howe can do this, imagine what. Yeah. Such and such. Antonio do. Conte, yeah, or whoever. He
1: didn't yeah. just go out and sign a checkbook and bring all these players in. He improved a lot of players, like Al Moran. Joe Linton was a laughing stock when he came yeah. to the club. And he's improved an awful lot of players. So it's not just like he, he, he got good players into the club he improved the players that were there as well so again big bonuses uh, Question from Conor Costello in the comments Why do you put United after Leeds but not Newcastle? Uh,
0: I'll tell you why Connor. because Leeds has five letters in it and Newcastle has at least eight and there's not enough room for Newcastle United versus Man United on the whole thing but there is room for Arsenal versus Leeds United that's it there's no conspiracy other than it's like for the point of brevity but thanks for the comment Connor. you can put your tin hat away one more game for us to go. Uh, Everton versus Spurs. This is really interesting, right? Like oh Dais gets things turned around a bit and then everybody is like back to reality and then they get them back up again. And so what is it? Back to reality is he, is he trending in the right direction what's going on?
1: Yeah, look, Sean Deutsch will get the like the the Premier League table. You're making up. He will he will have his Premier League table from when he came into Everton. You say lads, we're sitting 14th, 13th in the league wherever it is. That's what we're doing. We're absolutely fine. We can get better since I've come in we're not in a relegation battle keep doing what we're doing picking up points they're hard to be and look Sean Dyche demands things of you he demands a work rate he demands that you do the basics well but if if that's all a manager is asking for you that you run around you get sweat on the jersey and you do the basics well where's the fear? there's very little fear tactically he won't give out to you because he plays a 4-4-2 it's a very easy system to play every footballer knows it it's very very simple it's easy stuff do the basics well and players are starting to try from it Demardi Gray is getting on the score sheet, he's starting to get assists I'm very nervous of where the goals are going to come from mm. but they only need to score one goal if they can keep the other team out so look I, I think everybody can say that they look a lot more solid they're a lot tougher to beat they're, they're even scoring goals now in 2s and games which was something they weren't doing on the Lampard so look I, I actually think everything will get something out of this game. I think Tottenham are in such turmoil at the minute that everything will just go and run all over them and, and show the spirit and desire that Tottenham don't have. And yeah, it, it won't be pretty but I think everything will get the win.
0: Um, well, that would be a massive result for them. The one thing is that when uh, Conte wasn't there and the two lads were in charge, they got really good results. Mm. So, it's just what a few do you get weeks. a new manager bounce if it's not really a new manager?
2: I just think it's interesting that they kept his assistant. Now, obviously, it probably goes back to the spell that he had when Conte was recovering from the surgery but you just wonder how it's going to play out at Spurs that they have 10 games to go that are the players going to you know just show like we're going to prove you wrong you called us selfish basically effectively Conte said like I can't work with these guys they're losers like you know and can these players shove it back down his throat and go well this is how we finish the season but if they don't then Conte will probably be laughing to himself going I told you so. One other factor in that. Uh, The headline this week from Manchester
0: United's um, uh, figures, financial figures, was basically they're a billion in debt, right? But buried in the middle of it was a line about how their wage bill had gone down significantly because they're not in the Champions League this year. Mm. So it's like a 20% pay cut if you're not in the Champions League for those players. That's all baked into their contracts. quite a big inducement for the players to put it down for the next three, two and a half months. Work your nuts off for two and a half months, and we're going to get next 20% paid next week. Everybody's going to work you, for that, you right? I think
1: that's bad in the Championship. Uh, from oh, I've been relegated in the Premiership and gone up in the Championship, it's 100%. Okay. So if you're on 20 grand a week in the Premiership and you, you get relegated to the Championship, you're dropping 100%. So it's. Uh,
0: it's 50. So to, to 10,
1: 50%? Yeah. 50, yeah, to, yeah, sorry, 50%. But and if you go up, does it go the other way? It goes the other way. All oh, right, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. So it's a double edged sword. It's, yeah, so the last 10 games or so, when you see people running through brick walls, all of a sudden it's uh, financially, financially motivated. It works, apparently. So uh, what do you think? I don't know. It's it's really.
2: It's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out because, it said of. If they go on and finish strongly, then they, you know, can give the two fingers. to Conte said. "Don't, don't." De-. But
1: you know,
0: this is the fixture, isn't it? This, this is, is where you get to see what they're like. It's good. Yeah. It's under lights.
1: Like you're saying, if Tottenham do go and finish the season really, really strongly, is Conte not right with what he was saying in, in the press conference? Potentially, yeah. I think I
0: think Conte said a lot of stuff that was true, but didn't take any responsibility or it was like it was almost like he was watching it like someone who wasn't. Yeah. capable of influencing yep, that's it. true yeah, and that's he, the problem he's a lot to answer
2: for as well where you, like, you look at the Champions League performance against AC Milan it was the second leg it was pathetic Like, and that's a guy that hasn't got a good record in the Champions League and that wasn't a like, I know Milan are the current Italian champions but they aren't the team that they were last season and so many games they just set out and they were just too cautious and he has his way of playing and it's effective against certain teams but I think Spurs fans are just fed up and I think it was a win-win for everyone to get rid of him but now there's obviously other stuff happening off the field as well where Paratici's going to have to go as well. That's mad, isn't and, it? And that just seems bizarre that they weren't expecting this. A guy that's got banned in Italy isn't going to... It wasn't until somebody actually asked for some clarity from FIFA. You know that ban in Italy? Um, does that carry over? Does that carry over and they were like oh let us get back to you. Actually it turns out it does. Yeah. And that's Paratici gone. It it just doesn't bode well, and the, their next appointment has they have to get it spot on. There's, and it's that's going to be one appointment though. It'll obviously have to be multiple appointments. Do you know, yeah. somebody's going to have to replace
0: Paratici and take over that. Uh idea of recruitment which they haven't been great at in but recent they are
2: years. an attractive club to, to manage absolutely yeah, and the,
0: the money is great if, yeah. for, if you're a manager of, of Spurs uh, are th- is, the, is the squad as bad as we think because like they're doing really well you know if you, if you didn't know anything about how the season had gone and you're like oh Spurs still in the battle for fourth got to the latter stages of the Champions League if you didn't know everything and all the mood music and how the performances hadn't been great you'd have to say that actually they're still in there with a really good chance of finishing in the top four
1: that's where I'm coming down on a chair I have to be honest I think uh, they're sitting fourth in the league I know that they've two games. Uh, they played two games more than uh, a couple of clubs But at the minute they're sitting fourth I know it hasn't been pretty I know the the press conference that Conte did Was self-destructive And he was calling players selfish But they're fourth in the league If they try and play football Try and play attractive football through the Lions I think there's an awful lot of teams in, in the Premier League That are better at football than this it, bar the ones that are ahead of them I think Brighton are better than them I think Liverpool are better than them at playing football I think they probably in around 7th at best playing football so the only way they finish 4th is the way that Conte has them playing Okay, that's the way I think it, it's not nice on the eye but sometimes you just got to grin and bear it and think Look, there's a lot of good footballing teams out there so if we have to do a bit of hustle and bustle a bit of defensive work and that so be. It. This is how we get They're Never
2: really going to push on though. From the way Conte like, it's not going to develop if you if you're seventh and you're playing nice, open, attractive football, but you're getting picked apart. But it gets better. You you get better players, and all of a sudden you're not getting picked apart. It's a gradual. It's like what Pochettino did with them and Spurs fans. That's what they want. But with Conte, you're not getting that. No, right? it
0: hit its ceiling. Yeah, and and uh, sorry, if the recruitment had been sensational, its ceiling was probably much better than we had seen
2: well, some of the players he signed like he signed Perišić who is a is a you know he's a great player but he hasn't been good for Spurs but he's also 34 at this yeah. stage of his career like
1: but it, it was a very short show term that Conte is not thinking two three year plan no. he's thinking, he was thinking six months this now yeah. I need to get results now and look he, he's long enough in the two to know that if I put a two year planning process and we don't do well for six months I'm out the door yeah. so what's the point in that so yeah. you need to be realistic with it as well and look it, it did not well for Conte but I don't think Spurs stay in fourth when he leaves. I think there's only one way Spurs go.
0: All right. Well, we'll find out Monday night how, how Monday night how Everton get on against them. That game kicks off at eight o'clock, and obviously we'll keep you updated on it on Off the Ball on News Talk as well. That is this week's episode of the Football Kickoff. My thanks to Keith Tracy and to Phil Egan for being with us over the course of the last half hour or so. We're here. Uh, we're, we stream every Friday afternoon around about half past 11 on our social channels. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, you get us there. And of course, we're obviously on the radio on Off the Ball on News Talk every Friday evening as well.
2: The football kickoff
0: with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports,
2: BT Sport, and Premier Sports.